your business could sell the best product in the world and still fail if it doesn't have a good marketing strategy. Thankfully, though, you don't need a Harvard business degree or even any experience with business to create a great marketing strategy for your company. All you need is to understand the what, the who, the where, the how, and how you will work your marketing system to be able to have a strategy for consistently attracting customers. This is called the 5W Marketing Strategy, and it's a methodology that I created to make the process of creating a marketing strategy for your business super simple. In this episode, I'm going to be walking you through how the methodology works, how you can use it to create a marketing strategy for your business, and how you can implement it to grow your business. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. So we start out with the very simplest question. What do you want to sell? And while your business might sell several different products, it is best to craft your marketing strategy around one specific product, at least at first. Later on, you can build out your marketing strategy to work on selling your other products as well, but you will get the best results if you focus on one product at first. Now, if you're trying to decide between multiple products that you sell, which one should you focus on first? Well, you basically just want to pick the main product that you sell. And if you're not sure what that is, then think about which product best kind of exemplifies the main way in which you want to help your customers or the main mission of your company. Go with that product first because you want to craft your marketing around that main goal of your company to make sure that you're attracting the right people for the right reasons. Deciding what product to focus on selling with this marketing strategy is the first part of the what component of your marketing strategy, but it's not the end of it. We need to go a little further, a little deeper, and work on the positioning around this product. You can think about the positioning as basically how you'll explain this product to your prospective customers. So let's get into that. In most industries, multiple companies sell products that are very similar. They might be virtually identical, or they might just be products that help customers solve similar problems or accomplish similar results. So step two is to analyze those products that are sold by your competitors that are similar to the product that you are trying to market so that you can market your product with an understanding of the landscape in which you are marketing it. You are not marketing in a vacuum. The people who are hearing your marketing messages are also going to be hearing marketing messages from other people, from your competitors in the industry. So you need to make sure that you're taking those other messages into account because your competitors will be making arguments about why their products are the best, and you need to make counter-arguments about why actually they should choose yours. Think about it like you're planning to go on a hike. You have this destination that you want to reach, but 
You would be foolish to plan your hike without considering the terrain over which you're going to hike. You need to think about what directions the path goes, if there might be boulders or trees in your way, or maybe a mountain in your way. Now, of course, all of those obstacles are surmountable. You might want to scale the mountain. And of course, you can walk around the trees and clamber over the boulders. But if you don't anticipate those obstacles and have a plan for how you are going to overcome them, then you quite possibly will fail and never reach your destination. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Before we figure out how to navigate these obstacles, we first have to simply identify them. So to complete step two, you need to create a list of all of the products out there that are being sold that are similar to what you are trying to market. Now, you might be able to name several of these just off the top of your head, you know, products that you've seen your competitors selling, but you also would do well to do a little bit of Googling, search for terms that you think your customers might be searching for when they're looking for a solution to their problem. And you also could consider asking ChatGPT. You could type in something like, what products might customers buy? when they are looking to, and then just insert the result that your product creates. And ChatGPT might be able to add a few more products to your list, or at least give you some different types of products that customers might consider that then you can look into further with Google. Step three is to identify the differences between these products that you have listed. So you know what the other products are, you know what you are selling, and now you need to try to figure out what are the differences between these different products. Now, I find that this tends to be easiest if right now you don't worry about why your product is better, trying to prove that your product is better, just focus on identifying those differences. Are these products in different formats? Do they provide different levels of service or accountability? Are there features that your product includes that your competitors' products don't include? Just think about all those differences and make a list of the things that set your product apart from the products that are sold by your competitors. Once you see what those differences are, then ask yourself this. Why did I decide to make my product different in these ways? This is a much easier and more comfortable question to answer than trying to answer the question, how is my product better than the competitor's products, okay? Instead, think about the reason why you chose to make your product different, because more than likely you had a really good reason why. You thought that your product would be better if you made it this way. So start with that question. Why did you decide to make your product different in this way to identify how your product is in fact better? The final step to complete the what block of your 5W marketing strategy is to define your USP or unique selling proposition. This is the thing that sets your product apart. The reason why customers should choose your product rather than the product sold by your competitor. Here's a template you can use to write your unique selling proposition. Product name, so your product name, is the only type of product, so whatever type of product it is, that uses, and then name your differentiating factor. So here are a few examples of what I mean. For example, kettle chips, that's the product, is the only potato chip, that's the type of product, that are handmade with natural ingredients and deliver an insanely satisfying texture and crunch. So that last part there, that is the differentiating factor, the reason why people might choose kettle chips over Lay's potato chips, for example. Here's another example. Bose speakers, so that's the specific product, are the only speakers, that's the type of product, that every other speaker brand compares themselves to. 
Now, this one is getting a little snarky, right? They're not even naming a specific differentiator. They're just basically saying, everyone knows we're the best. Everyone compares themselves to us. So why don't you just choose the one that everyone's comparing themselves to, right? You might not be able to get away with that one, but I've got a couple more examples for you. So the next one here is Creator Fast Track. That's the name of the product. Is the only YouTube strategy course. That's the type of product designed to grow channels to 1,000 subscribers in just three months. So there you have the differentiating factor, the thing that sets Creator Fast Track apart from the other YouTube strategy courses on the market. Okay, and then my last example for you is this. 100K Mastermind is the only program that guides course creators to build high converting evergreen sales funnels and fuel their funnels with ready-to-buy leads, providing a complete system for consistently generating passive income. So as you can see from these examples, your USP can be longer or shorter, but the main goal here is to explain why customers should choose your product over the product sold by your competition. So that completes the what block of your 5W marketing strategy. So now we're going to move on to the second block, which is the who block, where you define who you are marketing to. So why is it important to define exactly who you are marketing to? Why don't you just say why your product is the best and then let the people who want a product like that choose to buy your product since they understand that it's the best? Well, here's the thing. If you don't define who and then market to a specific type of person, then your marketing messages overall will probably be too general to appeal strongly enough to any one type of person. As you're going to see in a few minutes here, there are many different reasons why customers might choose to buy the self-same product. And so if you don't speak to the reasons why your target market would want to buy your product, then they're going to choose to buy a competitor's product that does speak to their specific needs and reasons why. And that can lead you to end up wasting your marketing budget and all of your time trying to market to the masses where you could get a lot more mileage and make a lot more sales if you instead focus on marketing to a specific type of person. So the very first attribute of your target market is simply going to be what they want. You've already defined what you're selling, so your target market is simply people who want that type of thing. So for example, if your company sells headphones, then your customers will first and foremost be customers who want to listen to music or other audio content. But as you can see by this example, defining your customers just by what they want can leave you a little bit short. I mean, think about it. People want to buy different types of headphones because they have different goals for their listening experience. Some people, they just want to consume the content. They just want to listen to the podcast or hear the music. And so a cheap $20 pair of headphones will do the trick. Other people really want to have a great experience while they are listening and they're a little bit pickier. So they want to spend more, maybe $200 on an upgraded pair of headphones. And then there are still other potential customers who are professionals and they want to use their headphones for work and they need really high quality sound to be able to do their job really well. And buying these headphones is really an investment in their career. So they are willing to spend upwards to $2,000 for these headphones. So here's the big question. Who exactly is your product for? Who did you design it for? Who is it best suited for? You can start by defining your target market, your who, based purely on what they want, but then you need to consider those deeper motivations of why they might choose to buy your product over your competitors to further define your target customer. 
So accordingly, steps five and six of crafting your 5W marketing strategies are, step five, define your who based on the result your product provides, and step six, narrow your who based on the motives that would cause some people to choose your product instead of an alternative option. So now that you've figured out what you want to promote and who you want to sell it to, the next big question is, how will you promote it? And so this moves us on to the third block of the 5W marketing strategy, which is the how block. This block is going to answer questions like, how will you get the word out? How will you differentiate from your competitors? And how will you ultimately close the sales? Now, if you are an action-oriented person, then this is probably the part of creating your marketing strategy that you've been waiting for because this is where you're going to decide what you're going to do to market your products. It's actually kind of hilarious how many businesses create marketing strategies without first defining marketing goals. Because how can you strategize for something if you don't know what you're trying to achieve? Now, following the 5W marketing strategy, you've already clarified what you want to sell and to whom you want to sell it. And so now creating your marketing goals can be as simple as simply stating how many what's you want to sell to those who's. Here's an example of a marketing goal to show you what I mean. Sell 500 bottles of red pills to truth-seeking women. Now, a super simple marketing strategy like that can be a fine starting place. But as you further develop your marketing strategy, you will want to create more specific goals for each individual platform you choose to be on or each individual marketing tactic that you choose to employ. Now, if you're wondering how big your marketing goals should be, here's my best advice. Work your way up. Start with a really small goal and work your way up to bigger goals. So for example, I would recommend starting with the really small goal of just to sell your first 10 units to validate your product idea and confirm that there really is demand for this thing that you want to sell. Once you achieve that goal, then you can move on to setting a six-month goal. And for this one, I would recommend that you just estimate how many units you think you might reasonably be able to sell. Don't try to shoot for the moon here. Just try to be reasonable and realistic and think about how many units you might be able to sell in six months. Now, once those six months come and go, then you'll be able to see how many units you were actually able to sell. And that will allow you to forecast how many units you will try to sell over the next 12 months. Months. So here you can be a little aggressive, you know, push yourself a little bit, try to sell a little bit more than twice as much as you sold over the past six months. But this isn't yet the time for those crazy big goals. When I like to start setting those big goals is after the first year. Now we know what's possible and we can push ourselves to do better in the future. So if you want to be more conservative, then you can just try to increase your sales in year two by 10% over year one. So for example, if you sold 100 units in year one, then in year two, you can try to sell 110 units. If you want to be moderately aggressive, you can increase by 50%. So try to sell 150 units in year two. And if you want to be really aggressive, then try to double your efforts from year one, selling 200 units in year two. 
Okay, so you've got your goal set, but how are customers actually going to find your brand or choose to buy your products? It's time to map your customer journey. You need to be intentional about creating a plan that you'll guide customers on to find your brand and choose to buy your products. Now, this is a great time to just acknowledge that customers will find your brand in all sorts of ways, and they might choose to buy your products for reasons that are outside your control. That's totally fine, but we don't want to leave everything to chance. We want to use our brains and create an intentional plan that we are going to use to try to attract customers, a path we will guide them on to try to lead them to the sale. Customers can do what they will, and that's fine, but we need a plan. Now, when it comes to creating this plan, there are three legs of the customer journey that you'll want to include. The first leg is visibility. How will customers discover your brand? The second leg is engagement. How will you connect with those customers, build a relationship with them and get them ready to buy? And then the third leg is the close. How will you ultimately prompt the customer to make that buying decision? And how will you facilitate the sale? Let me give you some examples of each of these different legs of the customer journey. So for visibility, maybe customers see your ads on Facebook, click on those ads to visit your website. Or maybe they see your videos on YouTube because YouTube recommends them or they're ranking in search. Or maybe customers find your articles on Google when they're searching for a solution to their problem. Or maybe customers discover you on Instagram. Now here are some options for the engagement leg. So after your customers arrive on your website, maybe they read articles that are on your website to be able to learn more about your expertise and to build trust with your brand. Or maybe after they discover you on Instagram, then they follow you and they consume your content on your Instagram account. Or maybe after coming to your website from a Facebook ad, maybe they opt into your email newsletter where you send them emails every week to build that relationship with them and fill them in on how your company could help them. Now, finally, we've got the close leg. So here are a few examples of that. Maybe after your customer is on your email newsletter list, you send them emails to tell them about your products and to promote certain products, which prompt them to buy. Then they click a button in the email and are taken to your checkout system. Or for another example, while your customer is browsing your website, maybe they see certain products that are currently on sale, so they click the button to buy now and are taken to your checkout system then. Now, once you've mapped out your customer journey, your marketing strategy kind of writes itself. Because if you know the path that you are trying to lead your customers on, then your marketing strategy is simply to lead your customers along that journey. So you can take the plans that you created for each leg of the customer journey, for example, your plan for visibility, how your customers will discover you, and you just turn it around so now instead of being about the customer, it's about you and what you'll do. So for example, if your customer journey starts with customers discovering you from Facebook ads and then clicking to visit your website, well then your marketing strategy will be to advertise your products on Facebook with Facebook ads. And no, you are not cheating. This is a totally valid way to write your marketing strategy. And don't worry, we're going to get a little bit more detailed with it here in a couple minutes. But this is a totally valid way to create a marketing strategy. And keeping it simple like this really will keep it focused on those most important marketing objectives and help you avoid getting distracted by vanity metrics. 
Now, something that I love about the 5W marketing strategy, aside from the fact that it's a really effective way to promote your business and sell your products, is that it is a system, it's a method for creating a marketing strategy that gets progressively easier as you go through it. So we get to kind of front load the work. You start out with some of the hardest steps where you have to make maybe some tough decisions about you know what you're gonna sell and who you're gonna focus on selling it to and those sorts of things. But then by the time you get about halfway through it, the steps kind of start to do themselves. The decisions you made with those early steps inform the answers to the questions that are asked in the later steps. So for example, at this point, we are up to step 10 of creating your 5W marketing strategy. And step 10 is to choose what platforms or channels you're going to use to market your business. Now, this is a decision that a lot of entrepreneurs and marketers really struggle with. There are so many platforms out there. How can you possibly decide which ones to focus on? Don't I need to be on these other ones, right? And that can be overwhelming and confusing and really tough decision. But because you've already mapped out your customer journey, you've already decided where your customers will find you, where you'll build that engagement with them, and where you ultimately will close that sale. And so you've actually already chosen your marketing platforms. So now what I want you to do is just look at that customer journey, look at that simple marketing strategy you've outlined and see, okay, what platforms did I already name? So for example, if you are planning to use Facebook ads, then okay, Facebook will be one of your platforms. And maybe you are planning for customers to then learn more about your business on your website. And maybe you're planning to finally close sales via email marketing. Okay, so then your platforms are just Facebook and your website and email marketing. Now, if you do this, I know what will probably happen. You'll look at this short, short list of two or three platforms and you'll say, wait a minute, what about Instagram? What about Facebook? What about YouTube videos? Don't I need to have a podcast? Right, okay? So we are conditioned to believe that we need to be in all the places. But to be completely frank with you, most small businesses get the very best results if they focus on an extremely small number of platforms. Yes, you might feel like you need to be on Instagram just because everyone else is, but if Instagram is not a platform that you chose as one to work towards one of these primary marketing objectives, visibility, engagement, and closing sales, then you don't need to be on Instagram. Now, I do want to acknowledge that you might want to be on Instagram. And if you want to be on Instagram, it's okay to be on Instagram, right? It's not necessary for the growth of your business. And I think just even having that distinction is so helpful because now you know kind of what bucket it falls into. You know what kind of energy you need to give it. And on the other hand, for all those of you who actually don't really want to be on Instagram or whatever the platform is, this is so helpful because it really releases you of that feeling of obligation of doing what everyone else is doing. Now, if you love being on Instagram, then keep being on Instagram. If you have a podcast and you love podcasting, then keep doing your podcast. If it's working, you don't need to stop it. But if you're feeling pulled in too many directions, or if your business isn't growing as quickly as you would like it to, or isn't making as much money as you would like it to, I would highly recommend to limit the number of platforms that you're on, even down to this extreme bare minimum of maybe just one platform for visibility, one platform for engagement, and one platform for closing sales. And a couple of those might just be your website and email marketing, not even any social media at all. 
Social media is a really powerful tool, and many online businesses choose to employ it, but strictly speaking, it's not necessary for the growth of an online business or for the success of an online business. It's a tool you can use if it makes sense for your business, but don't feel obligated to use it just because other people are, and don't think that your business can't be wildly successful without it. As I mentioned before, most small businesses with small teams get the most mileage and the best results by focusing in on just one to three platforms, which may or may not be social media. Now, as your team grows, you might decide to spread your net a little bit wider and be in more places. But here is my rule of thumb when it comes to potentially adding another platform. This is what I've learned from trying to add more platforms over the years. It typically takes another full-time slash dedicated team member to add another platform. Now that doesn't necessarily mean it takes another 40 hours a week to add another platform, but it does generally take one person who focuses on that platform as their main job. Now, when you hear me say that, you might be like, wait a second, I know this person who's in like 20 places and they just do it all on their own. Or maybe you're that person. Maybe right now you are repurposing your content on 20 different platforms. But here's my question for you. How is that going for you? Like really, how much growth are you seeing on all those different platforms? Based on my experience, my guess is that the answer is probably not a lot because in my experience, I have been able to grow on one platform when I was doing it myself. And then if I added another team member who is dedicated to a different platform, then we could grow on two platforms. But it really takes at least one person per platform. And when you see some of these really big brands that publish a whole lot of content, Oftentimes, they have a whole team of people on each individual platform. Hey, I'm going to interrupt this episode for just a second to tell you about a brand new free training that I just created and am super excited about. Okay, so here's the backstory. Last Saturday, I sat down at my computer, I fired up Loom, and I recorded four screen share videos to hack my funnel for you. Basically, if you've ever wondered how my business generates so much passive income, you are about to find out in these four videos. In the first one, I take you through my entire funnel, blow by blow start to finish so you can see how it automatically turns a lead into a paying customer. Then in video two, I break down in detail our win-win webinar strategy because the webinar is a pivotal point in the funnel and it is what converts about half the leads that get converted. Then in the third video, I take you one by one through our sales email sequence. So I actually break down the individual emails for you. I talk about the cadence that we send those emails at and what is included in each email so that you can backwards engineer my funnel and understand how this system works. Okay, and then finally in video number four, I explained the big picture strategy of the 100K method and how you can implement this whole system into your own business. To get access to this free four video behind the scenes training and understand how my whole funnel works, all you need to do is go to gillianperkins.com slash BTS for behind the scenes. Okay, gillianperkins.com slash BTS. You can enter your name and email there and I will send you the link to be able to watch all four of those videos for free. You're going to love this. It is going to really show you how you can build a system like this in your own business so you can start passively generating income by passively turning your visibility into sales in your business. 
You are going to love this. And it is going to be such a game changer for you to be able to understand how you can build a system like this in your own business. So now we come to the final block of your 5W marketing strategy, which is how will you work your marketing strategy? You have the foundation in place now. You know what you're selling, who you're selling it to, how you're selling it, where you're selling it. But now how do you actually implement this system? One of the first decisions you need to make here is what type of content you will make. And again, this is one of those decisions that basically makes itself because depending on what platform you chose and what role that platform is going to play in your marketing stack will often determine exactly what kind of content you'll need to create. For example, if you chose Facebook ads as your visibility strategy, okay, you need to make ad creative images and copy for those ads. On the other hand, if you chose YouTube as your visibility strategy, Okay, you need to make long form YouTube videos. Unless you chose YouTube shorts as your visibility strategy, then you're gonna make short form videos, right? So you probably have already made this decision. If you haven't, or if you made a very general sort of decision, for example, you chose Instagram, but you're like, okay, there are at least three different kinds of content I could make on Instagram, then now is the time to make that decision about the form of content that you'll make for each of those different aspects of your marketing plan. Now, next, you need to consider the substance of the content that you'll create. What topics will you cover with this content? Now, to make this decision, the most important thing to consider is what the objective for that content is. So for example, if you're thinking about your Instagram content because Instagram is your visibility strategy, then you need to make sure that you choose topics that will work to attract new prospective customers, new people, and not just any new people, but the right new people. Now, when planning these content topics, there are two different layers to choosing the like topics for your content. The first one is more like the category of the content, almost like a micro niche. So for example, maybe you're gonna create recipes or you're going to create content about minimalism or content about marketing strategy or content about gardening or homeschool curriculum. Okay, so we've got these different topic categories. But the second layer within each of those topic categories is the ideas that you want to repeatedly communicate. So for example, maybe you want to communicate to your prospective customers that they can do this, that they are capable. Maybe you want to inspire them about what is possible. Maybe you want to communicate to them that it's not as hard as it looks. Or maybe you want to communicate to them that it's going to take more time than they think it's going to take. Or maybe you want to share with them that this is going to be good for them or that they can trust you. These are all important ideas. And as you can see, they're a little bit generic. So that's why I say they'll fall within the topic categories. Communicating ideas like this is what sets great marketing above good marketing. You can have an Instagram account that looks really good, that has regular content on a certain set of topics, and that content can look really polished. But the thing that will elevate one Instagram account over another that will make one resonate with people so much more, attract so many followers, get so many more likes, and ultimately drive so many more sales for the brand that has that Instagram account is the brand that communicates those ideas that convince their customers that they want the product, that the product will work for them, so that the customers then choose to buy the product. Okay, and then one final aspect of your content strategy to consider is just your posting frequency. How often are you gonna create content and what exactly will that schedule look like? 
You haven't made this decision yet, but it's generally a pretty easy one. You want to think about your capacity for creating content, which will largely depend on the size of your team. If you're working all on your own, think about how much time you have to devote to creating content and how much content you can create in that time. If you have some help, you might be able to create a little bit more. And then just decide what days and times you'll consistently publish that content on. Most people and brands, regardless of the size of the team, find it much easier to be consistent, that is to regularly put out content when they have a predetermined schedule to hold themselves accountable to. Step 12 is to leverage social media. So this is an optional step. It only applies to you if your marketing strategy that you've outlined involves any social media platforms. But if it does, then you want to make sure that you are getting the mostest out of each of those platforms because here's the thing. Most platforms give you exponential returns on your time. What do I mean by that? Well, for an example, let's say you put one hour per week into Instagram quite likely that is going to give you very minimal results. Let's say that that one hour a week might give you kind of a level one result. So maybe this looks like you're maintaining your follower count, you're getting a couple hundred likes on each post that you put out, and you see a sale come through every week. If you can put two hours in, so this is only one more hour, it is twice as much time though, but if you can put two hours in, most of the time, this doesn't just give you twice the results. This is going to give you 10 times the results. So now this bumps you up to level 10 on Instagram. Maybe this looks like gaining another 100 followers every week. Maybe this looks like getting 500 plus likes on every post. And maybe now you see 10 sales coming in every week instead of just one. And then if you're willing to put in one more hour each week, so now three hours, that's not that much more time, but it is three times the amount of time you were initially putting in, but it doesn't just give you three times the results. Often it gives you 100 times the results. So now we're up to Instagram level 100. And by level 100, I don't mean the very highest level of Instagram you might be able to attain. I just mean 100 times the results that you got when you were putting in one hour. So now maybe you are growing your account by a couple thousand followers every week. Maybe you're getting a thousand plus likes on each post you put out. Maybe you're seeing a hundred sales come in. And that is how most social media platforms work. They give you exponential returns on your time. For every additional increment of time you put into one platform, you see exponential returns. Now, this is one of the reasons why it is so important to limit the number of platforms that you're on. Because let's say you took those same three hours of your time and instead you divided it across three different platforms. Well, now you're just gonna be at level one with each of those platforms. Instead, if you devote three hours into one platform, that can get you up to level 100. Now, I do wanna point out here that leveraging social media does not just mean putting in more hours on a platform. You need to make sure that you are being strategic about this. Here are a few different ways you might leverage your social media content. The first would be putting more effort into your content. So making your content better. If you spend two to three times as much time on each piece of content that you create, then the content will be significantly better and it will get you much better results. Another example would be just taking the time to add captions or to configure the metadata of each of your posts. You could take the same quality of content but get much better results with it if you take the time to configure those settings. And then you could also leverage social media by taking the time to engage with your followers in the comments section or to collaborate with other brands on the platform. 
Step 13 of creating your 5W marketing strategy is to optimize your website for Google. Most small businesses and big businesses use their website as one of their key marketing platforms. And so you want to make sure that it is easy for your customers to find. And even more so if it is going to be one of your core marketing platforms for one of your three main marketing objectives. Now, optimizing your website for Google is a huge topic that we do not have time for today. But the broad strokes are, first of all, making sure you are making content for search terms that you want to rank for. Second, making sure that that content is good quality and that it is as helpful as it can be. Third, making sure you configure the metadata so that you are giving images appropriate names and putting descriptions for your articles on your website and things like that. Fourth is just making sure that your website is fast enough because Google prioritizes faster websites. And then finally, getting backlinks from other websites, which is just where other websites link to your content because Google considers that to be an indicator of the quality of the content on your website. That was an insanely packed 30-second crash course on Google SEO. Now, how can you measure the results of your new marketing strategy and make sure that it's working? Well, you got to make sure that you are tracking and measuring your results. So first, you need to know what your goals are for each of your platforms. Second, you need to set up some kind of tracking system so that you can see what kind of results you're actually getting and whether you're meeting your goals. And then third, you need to make sure you set aside time to regularly analyze those results. But a key point here is that you make sure that you are measuring your results compared to your goals, not based on the metrics that the platforms try to get you to measure yourself on. So for example, Instagram might try to get you to focus on how many people like and comment on your posts. But is that really the metric that you most care about? Probably not. If you're trying to use it as your visibility vehicle, then the metric you most care about will be how many people are visiting your website from Instagram. Now, metrics such as the number of likes or comments are still useful information, and they can tell you how interesting people are finding your content and how much they're engaging with it. So if you see that the number of visits to your website is down and also you're not getting very many comments on your posts, well, maybe you need to try to figure out how to make those posts more engaging because that will get you to reach more people on Instagram and get more people to your website, right? But just make sure that you are focused primarily on your goals, not Instagram's goals. For best results when it comes to tracking and analyzing your results, I recommend that you set up a simple spreadsheet that you can track your metrics on on a weekly basis and then either monthly or quarterly set aside some time to analyze those results and make strategic course corrections. The final step of creating your 5W marketing strategy is to keep learning and plan for continual improvements. Here's the thing. Marketing a business is a long game. You might not see much in the way of results in the short term, but if you stick to your system, then your results will compound over time and they won't just increase exponentially. They'll also increase faster and faster as time goes on. So create your plan today and then stick with it as you see your results continue to build. But here's the flip side of that. While marketing your business is a long game, marketing evolves very quickly. Things are always changing. New platforms pop up, old platforms fade away, and you need to make sure that you are adapting and that you are keeping up with the changing times. That's one of the reasons why it is so important to be tracking and analyzing your results regularly so you can see if maybe something that was working for you is starting to not work as well. 
This is also one more reason to focus on a smaller number of platforms. If you're only on one, two, or three platforms, then you can study those platforms and make sure that you are aware when changes occur on those platforms. The more thinly you spread yourself, the less aware you'll be of what's working and why, and the less educated you'll be able to be about the best strategies on all these different platforms. And that's also one more reason why it takes at least one dedicated team member for every platform you add, because someone has to be focused on what's working and what's changing on that platform. Ultimately, it is so important that you have a growth mindset when it comes to marketing your business. Your ability to market your business is not a fixed thing. You can learn and grow and evolve. And you might not be the best marketer today, but as time goes on, you can become a better and better marketer. But that can only start if you create a plan and then you work your plan because that is how you will be able to grow and develop. If you are just doing a scattershot approach, throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying to see what sticks, it will be really hard to figure out what works because you'll be doing so many different things that you won't be able to see trends with what is working with your marketing. But by creating a plan first and then working that plan, you'll be able to see what's working and what's not, and then develop your plan, improve your plan from there. And that means that you'll be able to grow your business with ever-increasing ease. Now, if you would like to see how I implement these strategies in my own business to attract and close customers, then I would love to invite you to a podcast mini-series that I put together recently. It's called The 100K Method, and it is... 10 podcast episodes that walk you step-by-step through what the 100K method is and how I use it in my business. And most of this is all about my marketing strategy and my sales strategy. So I'm going to leave a link in the description below that you can find to listen to the 100K method. And you also can find it by searching for the 100K method in whatever podcast app you use on your phone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Are you ready to finally take the leap in your business to making six figures year after year? I would love to work with you to turn your inconsistent income into consistent 10K plus months. And we've created an entire program to guide you to do exactly that. It's called 100K Mastermind, and it's a 12-month mentorship that will guide you to set up your strategic automated sales funnel system and fuel it with ready-to-buy leads. Because we know that you don't just need a funnel, you need a strategically designed funnel based in sales psychology, and you need a system that's going to send leads into it. Because a funnel without any leads flowing through it isn't going to make you any money. If you're interested in working together to get your six-figure system set up, then head to gillianperkins.com slash 100k. That's gillianperkins.com slash 100k. On that page, you're going to find all the details about the program, what we cover in it, exactly what you'll learn and what you'll accomplish, as well as the dates for our next cohort and the link to apply. Again, just visit gillianperkins.com slash 100K. I can promise you this, your business and life will never be the same. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins and until next week, stay focused and take action.